She's, she's, she's gonna nail me. I could. I bet you within the first five seconds she's gonna be all over my hair. No. Nails. No. Clothes. Okay, this is a little too much fun for you. <laughs> Love life. No, stop it. She's gonna say that I'm ruining my life. That I'm never gonna meet anyone because I'm living with a gay guy. A gay guy? Is he cute? <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> I forgot the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we are going to be talking, finally, about Will and Grace <laughs> after about a two, two and a half week uh, hiatus from random just scheduling conflicts sickness. we only missed one week come on <laughs> right but i feel like we haven't recorded stuff in like a long time yeah because we normally record like a week before we release and this is two days before we release yeah so yeah no i was thinking about that earlier i was like man it's been a hot minute <laughs> yeah and today's a celebration of katie's belated birthday yeah. she turns 21 finally <laughs> and i am finished with the school year which is a just a wondrous wondrous day Yep, done with the school year, and you're getting to celebrate almost the start of a new job. Yeah, moving from one school to another, and yeah, I'm excited for that. And for that, we get to talk about a show that couldn't start filming each day until one of the actors took a pre-show poop. <laughs> I love it. Who was it? <laughs> Who do you think it was? I... I want to say that it was Deborah Messing. <laughs> it was not Deborah Messing. It was uh, Sean Hayes. He had to take, he said, a PSP before every show, <laughs> pre-show poop. Nice. I uh, love it. <laughs> and they couldn't start filming because he had a nervous stomach and needed to get his pre-show poop in. That's understandable. Like, they're taping in front of a live audience every day. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it. I, I usually want to get my preschool poop, so <laughs> it works out. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about Will and Grace, but first, <laughs> I think that we have a review to read. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with a recent review here. This one's just from yesterday, from Peregrine Falk. It's titled, So, period, much, period, fun, period. <laughs> I know everyone has used the word nostalgia in their reviews, but I have to agree that this podcast made me so nostalgic for a time when Friday nights meant seeing old friends like Corey and Topanga, or the Tanner family, or Steve Urkel. It was the one night we got to stay up a little bit later and just lose ourselves in these super fun shows. Thanks for making this podcast. Smiley face emoji. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. And according to Katie, this is a fellow podcaster, Allison, from the Dumb and Busted podcast. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99% sure. <laughs> if not, sorry. And there you go, Allison, anyway, for Dumb and Busted. <laughs> well, I know she left us a review. I'm pretty sure it's that one. But yeah, you can also leave us a review on iTunes and I think now on Google because Google has their own podcasting app that just came out like today. Haven't. That was what I needed to do. I knew there was something else I was supposed to check out. <laughs> Didn't do that yet. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure you can leave reviews on there, and we'll start looking at those ones, too, if that is a true statement. I don't have an Android, but I would assume that it is sort of similar to the iTunes one. 
And yeah, reviews help us get more exposure to other listeners. And, you know, if you don't have time for, you know, two sentence review, feel free to just drop us a rating that takes literally like three seconds. So Uh, speaking of new listeners, the other day, like a week ago, I think it was finally the one of the moments I was like, hope this doesn't happen, happened. And one of my kids like, Mr. Toko, you you have a podcast. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? It's like, I just found this on here. What does it stand for? I was like, what do you mean? What does it stand for? I feel like that was I felt like it was obvious even to a child what it was. But then I realized TGIF isn't a thing right now, is it? Like, that's not a real. No, I mean, TGIF is not a lineup there. Instead, ABC has TGIT. Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. That's when like Grey's Anatomy is on. That's still on. Yeah. God, I thought that I legitimately thought that ended a couple years ago. No, no, it's still on and it's not ending yet. I remember watching it in college and there was like, uh, what's her name? Catherine. Uh, Heigl. Heigl. Yeah. She was like talking to a dead guy or in love with a dead guy or something. And there was a bomb and I kind of stopped watching. There was like a ghost. I think she had sex with a ghost. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she had sex with Denny's ghost. Yes. Yeah. That was a thing. I think that was a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. That was when I stopped watching it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they have TGIT. They don't have TGIF. But, I mean, you can insert your own meaning for the first F. We say, thank fucking God. It could be, thank freaking God. Yeah. Thank fun. God. It's Friday. (laughs) Or something entirely different that I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, anyways, (laughs) if you're listening, kids, I'm not your teacher anymore, so I don't care. (laughs) And if you are one of your new students in the future... (laughs) I don't know how you would know about this or me. So, uh. <laughs> well, they could be finding this months later. Mm. That's for future Drew to have to worry about. So I'm good. <laughs> okay. So Will and Grace premiered in September of 1998 and it ran for eight seasons through May of 2006. And I want to say everybody basically knows what Will and Grace was about, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think so. I mean, well, everyone that was around like watch it at that time or formatively knew or watch TV at the time, I guess like, yeah, if I were asked kids today, I don't know if they would know. I know there's the reboot and stuff, but I don't know if it's like popular. Yeah. I mean, it's also on lifetime or something like that. But anyway, in case you don't know, I don't know how it was about two best friends, Will Truman and Grace Adler, who decide to live together after Grace leaves her fiance at the altar And Will is also single, having recently broken up with his boyfriend. And this show was really set apart by the fact that Will was gay. It was kind of one of the first shows to normalize being gay, I think. Yeah. Uh, Early promotions, like when the show was first being launched, tried to hide his sexuality because... They didn't know how people would handle a lead character being gay, which is kind of hilarious now to think about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're like, I don't know. A gay guy is the lead. How how will people respond? Yeah. In the very first episode, it starts out where Will and Grace are talking on the phone and they're making... They're like, like having phone sex. Yeah. It sounds like they're about to have phone sex, but then like you see Grace's boyfriend at the time they weren't engaged yet like 
interrupt. So yeah, this was kind of the first time that we're introduced to gay characters as real people. Normally, when there were gay people on TV shows, it was always centered around gay-specific storylines. Whereas with Will and Grace, it's just a normal show. It's like, it could be friends, you know? It was sort of the same kind of problems. I mean, they did have gay stuff as well, obviously, but... For the most part, they are dealing with, you know, insecurities and relationships and family and... Yeah, it's not it's not like, oh, these are problems only gay people have and only gay people are going to be able to watch this show and understand yeah. it. Anyone can watch it and you relate to what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I think that this show did a lot to normalize gay culture for a big portion of the country. Like, before this, a lot of people in, you know, middle America, they had never met a gay person. And so well, now they were... they had. Well, they had, but they didn't know yeah. necessarily. And now they were watching somebody on TV and finding, you know, that they could possibly relate to some of the things that they were going through. And yeah, these were like main characters who were gay, whereas before this, a lot of the time they were secondary characters. And when the show was originally pitched, it wasn't pitched as... Well, I guess as it ended up being. Originally, the show was pitched as an ensemble uh, with straight couples, but an NBC executive, Warren Littlefield, uh, was only interested in the gay man living with the straight woman. And so they reworked it and created it. And uh, it was based on the creator, Mitch, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Muchnik? I think that's right. Mitch Muchnik, the creator. It was based on uh, his friendship with casting voiceover casting agency owner, Janet Eisenberg. Uh, they dated before Mitch came out in college, uh, and then they lived together. <laughs> so just like Will and Grace. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's pretty much how it went, and uh, yeah. They weren't really sure how this show was going to go, because about a year and a half before this is when Ellen DeGeneres came out publicly on her <laughs> ABC show Ellen in the puppy episode, is what it was called. Never and watched it. Well, and they called it that because it wasn't suggestive as to what the actual plot was. It was kind of like a code name uh, so that people wouldn't know that was going to be like a coming out episode. Okay. But the show continued for another year after that episode, but they did see ratings decline and they realized it was largely due to the gay content. So they were like, well, now we have this other show coming. Is it going to do well? And... Well, the creators sent NBC some box office numbers yeah. from, like, The Birdcage and My Best Friend's Wedding to show that, look, things led by characters who are gay can be fine. And The Birdcage is one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it. God damn it. <laughs> it's got Robin Williams in it, Nathan Lane, Yeah, uh, I, Hank Azaria. I have seen, like, the cover of it. Callista Flockhart. Yeah, I know. Wait, right. That's who... I think so. That's who Han Solo married, right? Yeah. Wow, Harrison Ford. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, The Birdcage is amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I want to say that my parents had it on VHS when I was growing up, but I never saw it. <sighs> it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, so surprisingly, I guess, this was one of the biggest shows for NBC, and it's actually one of the only... NBC shows where all of its main cast earned Emmy nominations. Maybe even one. One of only three shows in which all the main characters have won an Emmy. All the leads. Yeah, leads. Uh, the other two were All in the Family and Golden Girls. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and 
rumor has it that the reboot, they're also going to see some nominations for that. Yeah. I mean, the show's already won 51 awards, like yeah. the original run. Yeah. Which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very good show. It is hilarious. I've been watching a ton of it. And there's just like so many quotable moments and so many just like funny sight gags. Yeah. Like everything Karen and Jack do is hilarious. Yeah. Always. Like no, I every don't. single thing. It's perfect. Like their relationship is so funny. Even from the first moment that they meet in the pilot. They do not meet in the pilot. They don't? Those two, all four characters are introduced in the pilot. Those two meet in the second episode. No, it was the pilot. No, those two meet in the second episode. Really? Karen and Jack meet in the second episode. Oh, I must have watched them like back to back or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when uh, Jack walks in and is like, oh, you're Karen? And then he's like, want to touch stomachs? <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> but one of your favorite moments from the show is Karen and Jack, right? Yeah. It's from, uh, God, what episode? What's the episode it's name? It's called... Third Wheel Gets the Grace, I think. Something like that. It was an improv scene, apparently, oh. made up by Megan Mullally, and then they like, <laughs> kept it in there. Uh, and it's the one where, was it Jack says something like, if we're going to go shopping, I need to get some money out of the ATM. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And he slides his credit card uh, down her ass crack twice, and he's like, denied. No, first denied. Or is it boobs and then ass Either way. I think first it's boobs and denied, then Denied, denied, approved. Well, hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to the Barney sale with Rosario this weekend. Why don't you just come along? Well, I'll need a little money from the ATM. <sighs> denied, denied, approved. <laughs> That is, I just remember watching that with my mom and sister, like yeah. when it first came on and we just all died. Like, <laughs> and I couldn't have been more than like 13 or 14 at the time. Cause I think yeah, it was around 2000, that was 2001, 2001, I want to say. Yeah. So I was like 14 years old and <laughs> I just thought that was so fucking funny <laughs> and it is, it's still funny. I watch it now. I'm like, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, my uh. mom and I, like, the episode that we really loved was when Stan dies, and they're going to go spread his ashes at sea. And, first of all, they're in two giant popcorn containers. Of course. <laughs> but before that, Grace realizes that Leo is going to Africa with this gorgeous woman, played by... um, Oh, crap. Played by the lady from Desperate Housewives. What is her name? Nicole, Nicolette Sheridan. Nicolette Sheridan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and Why do I know that? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> um, and when they leave, Jack is like, are you dying? She seems nice. <laughs> you must be dying! But my mom and I like quoted that all the time. It is so funny. Uh. So the main characters on the show are Will Truman, played by Eric, Eric McCormick. McCormick. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a second. Yeah. 
And Grace Adler, played by Deborah Messing. And then their friends, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) If you can call them that. (laughs) Are Jack McFarlane, played by Sean Hayes. And Karen Walker, played by Megan Mullally. Yes. Who is just one of my favorite actors in the world. She's... God, she's so funny and everything. She's amazing, and I love her and Nick Offerman. I love her in Parks and Rec as Tammy, too. Yeah. <laughs> she's just so great. Yeah, she's amazing and somehow looks even younger now. Have you ever... Yeah, she does. <laughs> Have you ever seen Children's Hospital? No, I She's haven't. on that, and she plays like... I don't even know what's wrong with her, but she like walks around with... Uh, um, I don't even know what the things are like... Uh, walking sticks i guess they're not crutches yeah like she has the ones them. where your arms are in it yeah like for people who have like um, um cerebral palsy cerebral or something palsy, yeah she, she walks around with those like but i don't think she has cerebral palsy on it they like mm. never they don't reference it the show is ridiculous but <laughs> yeah i haven't watched it i need to sometime <clears throat> will played as he said by eric mccormick originally had both will and jack's personalities in one which oh. when you think about it is no. hard to think about. Yeah, because, I mean, Jack is like, when you picture a flamboyantly gay man, that's Jack. Yeah. And Will is kind of more straight-laced, reserved. And, I mean, not just straight-laced, he's kind of straight-presenting. Yeah. Like, for especially the first season, he downplays the fact that he's gay in a lot of situations. Yeah. Little casting what-ifs with this. John Barrowman was uh, going to be Will. Who's that? I know him mostly from Doctor Who. I'm sure he's in other things. Let's look it up right now while I have this moment. <laughs> he is in a lot of things. Was on the West End and Broadway in things like Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera, um, some other stuff. He was on Doctor Who and Torchwood as Captain Jack Harkness. Oh, him. Yeah. Okay. I watched Torchwood. You've watched Torchwood, but you don't watch Doctor Who? Yeah. <sighs> Just so many questions. <laughs> so, so many questions for you. And I'm just... What? I mean, I've watched a lot of Doctor Who. I just haven't watched it recently. Okay. I watched them I basically at the same any. time. Okay. I thought you hadn't watched any Doctor Who. And oh, like, no, no, no. I'll no. watch Torchwood. No, no, no. Because remember <laughs> when we watched that one episode with the statues? Like, I had seen that before. Okay. Yeah. The Weeping Angels. Anyway. (laughs) He was going to be him, but uh, the casting agents thought that he was too straight to play Will, which is interesting because he is actually gay and (laughs) Eric McCormick is straight. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) And also weird because, like we were saying, Will doesn't really present as super gay on the show. Yeah. Will is a lawyer. And that's that's like all that's it. Will's a lawyer. He's pretty straight laced lawyer. Just yeah. I mean, he doesn't even really have relationships. He has guys that he like kind of hits on or like maybe goes on a date with. But he had just gotten out of a long term relationship with a man named Michael at the beginning of the show. And for the next five years, he's not dating anybody. So yeah. I now know why I remember the name Nicolette Sheridan. Yeah. <laughs> she was up for the role of Grace. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, would have been a little different yeah. with her in there. I would not have liked it as much, I don't think. Yeah. She's a... I don't <clears throat> know. She she has kind of resting bitch face, I want to say. She's blonde, right? 
I yeah. feel like I picture who this is, yeah. but I don't know for certain. Megan Mullally almost was not on the show because she was almost Carrie on King of Queens. Oh. Yeah, she was almost... Uh, is that the, um, the Leah Remini's yeah, character? Yeah, Leah Remini's character. Uh, she also auditioned for Grace. That would have been fucking weird. That would have been really weird. I can't picture Megan Mullally as Grace because I just <laughs> picture her as Karen. In the first couple episodes, her voice isn't as like intense as it is in the rest of the series. Yeah. The pilot, she starts with like her normal voice yeah. and it just gets higher and higher pitched. <laughs> and then yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> Nick Offerman, her husband in real life, was almost cast as Nathan, oh. uh, who was played by Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Uh, he was dating Megan Mullally at this point. Later on, he played a plumber in an episode anyways. Yeah, I just watched that episode. It's, I think, Thanksgiving or something like that. Is that right? Hmm. I want to say it's something like that. Uh, two more here. Robert Downey Jr. was originally going to be Matt, Will's boyfriend in season three. Uh, that went to Patrick Dempsey instead. Yes. I was trying to remember who Matt was, and that was who I thought it was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and last but not least, Karen's nemesis. Beverly Leslie. I love Beverly Leslie. Right? So great. <laughs> like, might be... I, <sighs> I saw him live. Really? Yeah. I he think, he was at Rebar. He did a show there. That's great. That I saw. I think Rosario is probably my favorite character on the show. Yeah. Like, just for, like, laughs per <laughs> screen time. Yeah. But Beverly Leslie's great. It's played by Leslie Jordan, uh, but originally it was going to be played by Joan Collins. <laughs> uh, they recast it without changing anything. Yeah. Any of the dialogue, that's anything perfect. that's going on. <laughs> and Joan Collins refused to have her wig pulled off in the first like meeting between her and Karen that show yeah. now when they like rip each other's wigs off and throw them on the ground. Yeah. She refused to do that. So they got someone else. She's in a different episode though. Is she? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, the show had 166 guest stars. So that is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Joan Collins played Helena Barnes, and she was another interior designer that Grace was like going against for this one job. And Karen basically shows her that um, rich people go to this place called Taco Time, which is not like the Taco Time in right. Washington and Seattle that I went to today. But you basically just see Joan Collins like shoving tacos in her face and she has like food all over. And then like she's French kissing her dog and <laughs> okay. her dog is eating tacos. And yeah. Anyway. So as as Katie just said, Grace is an interior designer. <laughs> Karen works for her. Um, works would be works a very loose term. Super air quotes <laughs> with that. <clears throat> like Karen's married or is she engaged to or married to? Married. She's married to like some rich dude. Why well, I can't remember his name. Stan. Yeah. Stanley Walker. She's married to this rich dude. And so she takes this job to quote unquote stay grounded, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious because no. Yeah. And she doesn't cash the checks that grace gives her for paychecks until like one time when stan puts her on a budget and so she decides that she needs to and then all of a sudden anything that grace is doing with her checking account bounces and she's like how could this be i like i know i have money and she's like is it because i just cashed all of those checks that i've been keeping in this box <laughs> did she cash all of them at once yeah that wouldn't work <laughs> like they expire after 90 days no they don't <clears throat> 
Yeah, on checks you can. You can write that on there, but yeah. you can if it doesn't say like that. Like on paychecks, usually it's after ninety days. Yeah, but if away. she was just paying her with a personal yeah. check or something, she had to set up a direct deposit. <laughs> Come on. Well, the agreement between them was that Karen wouldn't deposit those checks, and Grace wouldn't care that she wasn't doing any work. That seems fair. <laughs> but yeah, she does nothing. Jack, what does Jack do? Jack is a actor. He's a singer. But most importantly, he's a dancer. At least that's how he characterizes himself. What did he have the website for? The JustJack.com? Well, he had a one-man show called Just Jack. Okay, that's what it was for? Okay. Yeah, so he has a one-man show, <clears throat> and then in the year 2000, it's called Just Jack 2000. And then later on, he's like, I finally figured out how to differentiate Jack 2000 with Jack 2001. That was a real website for a while. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It doesn't uh, go to anywhere now. Probably one of the first, like, meta things from TV. Yeah. Yeah, Jack is hilarious. He... Is the youngest of all of them. Yeah. And he is the one who basically convinced Will to come out. Yeah. Which is kind of gone over in one of the episodes we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, Sean Hayes, the actor, is is gay in real life, but he did not come out until five years after the original run of the show ended. Yeah. Which blows my mind, because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I knew that he was gay, but... Yeah, I think people like suspected he was, and he just didn't. Yeah. He is also our Scrubs connection of the day, <laughs> uh, because he's in some early episode in season one where he plays. Uh, I feel like his name's Matt. I don't know. I don't remember his character's name. He's in one episode, <laughs> but he's like uh, just on top of everything, and Elliot's all attracted to him, and oh, JD's really? jealous of him. Yeah, because he's like just super doc, super intern, doing all the good stuff, and then. Turns out that he's like cracking under all the pressure of all this and can't do it. And he just drops out of medicine. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> it's a good episode. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Season one. I want to say it's like episode six or seven. Yeah. One of the things that I don't like about Jack is that, and actually about the show in general, is they have a lot of bias against lesbians. Like he hates lesbians. And he is very stereotypical about them. And like when his son, Elliot, his mom um, comes out to him as being gay, he's like, say something lesbianic. And she's like, Home Depot. <laughs> and then like of another course. time he gets into this like huge fight with these people that they're doing a skit with to like help the police force with being tolerant of gay people. And yeah. Well, there's always work to, or room to improve, I guess, right? Yeah, it's just one of those things that when you're watching it now, it's like, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, last note, I guess, about the actors before we kind of get into the episodes here. Uh, Sean Hayes, he actually threw away the script for the pilot when he first got it. He was at uh, Sundance Film Festival. He thought there would be more sitcoms to audition for, and he couldn't get a flight for himself to L.A. or something like that, like didn't want to pay for it. But they really wanted him for it, and so they got him in there. And as he was leaving his audition, apparently he screamed at Mitch Muchnick <laughs> to stop looking at my ass, Muchnick. 
<laughs> and they decided to keep him from that. Wow. So. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Sean Hayes. Before we get into the episodes themselves, we do have a couple listener mail things to read. The first one is from Miranda, who we heard from in our Full House episode. And this is what she has to say. Hey, Katie and Drew, it's Miranda again. So, Will and Grace, I've always had a logical brain. I wonder why people put up with horrible behaviors from their supposed friends. That's in air quotes. Or, I did air quotes. (laughs) Even if it's just a TV show. Will is my favorite person on the show, and I could never understand why he was friends with Grace or Jack. Both are moochers and horrible people. Grace is in my top ten people who are the worst on TV next to Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Don't at me. I completely disagree with this. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I liked Karen for who she was, and she never apologized for being a shitty person. So as long as you own it, it's okay. The jumping the shark moment on this show was Leo. Anyways, love the podcast and keep up the good work, Miranda. So I don't think Grace was that shitty. I don't think so either. Actually, so she says that Will is her favorite person, and she doesn't understand why he was friends with Jack and Grace. Will is kind of a horrible person. He is so insecure and he takes that out on his friends all the time. Like I've been watching so much Will and Grace and this happens constantly. Like when Will, he wasn't really out necessarily to everybody, like his clients and stuff and at his gym and Jack starts going to his gym and he's very like flamboyantly gay and that causes like a huge issue for them. And I don't know. He takes it out on them a lot. Like he's yelling at them a lot. Yeah, he definitely seems like the character who's still coming to terms with being publicly gay. Yeah. Uh, even though at the start of the show he's been out, right? For yeah, for like at least ten years. Yeah, something but it, like that. It still feels like in a lot of senses and a lot of part of his life he's still struggling to figure out where he fits in with that and how. That defines him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I know Grace and Jack also have their problems. They all do. They're all in their own ways horrible people. Like, Karen's a terrible human being. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if I met Karen, I'd be so enamored with her, probably. (laughs) Like, God, you just say what you think, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like Miranda says, she owns it. So you kind of are okay with it. But, I mean, if she was a real person, like, you know, you could kind of say the same thing about Donald Trump. And I wouldn't say that. I was just about to say (laughs) at one of the, I think it was the Emmys, she did a skit with Donald Trump. Oh, really? Uh, I. Oh, I think I do remember that. uh, Hold on. I've got it in my notes somewhere, I think. Trump appeared at the 2006 Emmys with Megan Mullally dressed as a country boy. Yeah. And singing the Green Acres theme song. Yep. She has since uh, expressed regret over this. <laughs> yep. Probably because, yeah, I'm not going to get into things. <laughs> I'll, ju- I'll just get angry. Okay. So our second message is from Drew from the Real Feels podcast. Nice so, name. <laughs> yeah. It's a different Drew from you, obviously. Are so you sure? <laughs> Drew says... Will and Grace is incredibly important to me. It's such an amazing show. The writing, the acting, and what it stood for. I own them all on DVD and watched the series about four times. The show helped me to be more confident, understanding, and how to love. So. Oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> no, it was a tweet, actually. It wasn't an email, so. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So thanks to Miranda and Drew for sending in their thoughts about Will and Grace. And if you have anything that you want to say about a 90s TV show, feel free to send that over to tfgifpodcast at gmail.com. Or, you know, send us a message on Twitter. You know, you can send us a DM. I don't know. I check it all. (laughs) I don't. So, anyway, the episodes that we're going to talk about today are Season 1's The Unsinkable Mommy Adler and Season 2's Homo for the Holidays. And both of those are mom-centric episodes, not on purpose. (laughs) And both of those have Star Wars references in them. They do. And at first it's like, did Katie pick these episodes because they have Star Wars stuff in them? I didn't. Uh. No, but I did. So Drew live tweeted his reactions to these and I was reading through his tweets and I noticed that you picked up on all of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And I didn't take like show notes this time. So I'm going to have to just go back through those tweets and that'll help me remember my thoughts. (laughs) So while you're looking through the Twitter... The first episode we're going to talk about is The Unsinkable Mommy Adler, and the air date for this was February 9th, 1999, and the TV Guide description is, Grace prepares in advance for the arrival of her mother, Debbie Reynolds, a former showgirl who just loves upstaging her daughter. Rest in peace, Debbie R. Reynolds. R.I.P. Denny, Denny, Denny Reynolds. <laughs> Denny Rebels? Beer's kicking in. <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Okay. So... The unsinkable Mommy Adler. We start out with some Star Wars references. Yeah. <laughs> which Jack calls Will Job of the Hut. Now, Eric McCormick is in great shape. He is super fit. Like, this made no sense to me. There are so many other references you could have done, but Jack calling him Job of the Hut, whatever. I mean, that's one of the things that he always does to Will. Like, he either calls him fat or old. Yeah. Uh, and then, is this the one where he seemingly thought that all robots were gay? Yes. Yeah. He just thinks that all robots are gay. I think he just thinks British people are gay. <laughs> oh, R2, come back here. My circuit's burned for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But right away, I was just like, this. I remember why I love Jack so much. He's so <laughs> funny. Everything he does, just his mannerisms, yeah. visually, his just like physical actions are so funny. Yeah, he has a really good way of presenting comedy both verbally and physically one of the things that was very 90s that i noticed about this uh scene though is that they screen the call yeah <laughs> like and who was it that even called was it was it, grace's it was mom, grace's mom. Yeah. yeah they screen the call like oh no we screen our calls we just let it go through like, get some caller id you fucking scrubs <laughs> come on like i'm pretty sure caller id was a thing at least in the late 90s uh, I think so. Probably. I think it was like some shady ass caller ID. Like, I mean, we had like a box. Yeah. It was like it a would, separate thing. You would thing. have to read what it said on yeah, there. Yeah. It was like a separate device that was plugged into the phone line or whatever. And it would say the phone number that was calling. But yeah. So Grace's mom is calling to say that. Well, first she says that their outgoing message should be more fun. And right. she like <laughs> sings an example of what it could be instead. And then says that she's going to come for a few days. And Jack says, who the hell was that nut? Grace says that it was her mom. and Setting up the conflict for this episode. Yeah. But then he goes into another robot impersonation where he's like, danger, danger, Grace Adler. Right. Which is the (laughs) robot from Lost in Space. Yeah. Not, but the subtitles on Hulu, 
yeah. Hulu. The subtitles on Hulu said mimicking C-3PO. Oh. And like, I was like, <coughs> pushing out my glasses. Excuse me, but that was not C-3PO. <laughs> oh, God. Because they had mentioned Lost in Space yeah. a little bit before that. But yeah, so whoever does the captions for Hulu, you should you be fired. Up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, my next note was that guys didn't really seem to like wearing suits that actually fit them in the 90s. A lot of people liked that tweet. Did they? Yeah. Oh, seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a lot. <laughs> it's uh, a lot for us. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, like, that is a thing, though. Like, you watch any of these old 90s shows, and guys, just, these suits are just so big on them, and I don't get it. I feel uncomfortable if I'm wearing a suit that's too large. Like, I feel yeah. like a kid in my dad's clothes. <laughs> I mean, I think it was in the 90s that just in general clothes didn't fit. Because we've talked before about when you wore T-shirts that were just like giant. Yeah, I think I've got some pictures of myself. I mean, I wore them too. Yeah, that was like your pajamas. You just wore a T-shirt that went down to your ankles. (laughs) And instead of calling it a dress, you called it a (laughs) T-shirt. Like I now will wear those as pajamas. And I'm pretty sure I did back then too. But I also just (laughs) wore them around. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe not in 98, but... Definitely a little bit before that. I also loved Grace's pantsuit in this scene. I don't remember Grace's pantsuit. What was it? Was it just, just looked like like a '90s power power pantsuit, <laughs> like po- woman power pantsuit. Okay. That's just there. And then Debbie Reynolds comes in, and yeah, I was gonna say I remember what Debbie Reynolds was wearing. Yeah, because she basically points out her suit and also says, um, "See the panty line? No, because I'm not wearing any panties." Yeah, that's a nice thing to say to your daughter. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, Grace says there was no preparing for that one. No. But before this, Will and Grace had been, like, preparing Grace for all the insults that Bobby was going to say. Her mom's name is Bobby. Yeah. And, yeah, they didn't <clears throat> comment on the shoes. So that was one that slipped in there. But basically, the whole thing is that Bobby likes to criticize her daughter. Yeah. We cut to Karen. <laughs> who is paying to have Rosaria's uh, stomach stapled. Yes. So she is... can't eat the mini muffins and brings them to the office. It's so funny to me. <laughs> mini uh, muffins, also very 90s. When was the last time you had a mini muffin? Oh, God. The 90s, know, right? Yeah, probably. Like, they, were, <laughs> they, they came in like the box of 12. They yeah. were great. <laughs> um, so there's the whole thing with Karen. She's just not working, being Karen and stuff. Does Debbie Reynolds come into the the office there? Yeah, so Bobby comes in singing, good morning, good morning. And then she and Karen both sing together yeah, after Grace right. says there's no singing in the office. Grace starts to get like upset and is like basically wanting her to criticize something. And Bobby's like, just tell me what you want me to criticize and I'll do it. And Grace brings up the fact that she lives with a gay guy and how she'll never meet someone by living with a gay guy. And this is when Bobby says that she actually thinks that Will and Grace should get married. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Like, you're just best friends. Just do it. Marriage isn't about love. Yeah. And Karen starts, like, laughing hysterically. (laughs) Uh, Just that high-pitched, shrill shriek. Yeah. Um, 
And then Jack comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fresh from 45 minutes of butt aerobics. Yep, butt aerobics, and he just wants anyone to check out his butt. And, and Bobby, Bobby squeezes it. Squeeze it. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And Jack is perfection. Yeah, no, he is so funny. It's, again, with the, like, physical comedy along with the verbal stuff. We cut to poker. Well, before that, um, Karen says she needs to talk to Jack. Thank God they're gone. Listen, Jack, I, I need to talk to you about something that's kind of important. I'm all ears. And one high butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of a funny story. A few weeks ago, it was Stan's birthday, and I forgot to get him a present. I mean, how am I supposed to remember something like that? <laughs> anyway, long story short, I think I might be pregnant. <laughs> oh. Oh, Karen, I, I hope you don't forget my birthday. <laughs> and then we're at poker. Where Karen is trying to cheat. She's apparently playing a different game. and <laughs> I think she's playing Rummy or something. Gin, yeah, maybe. I, th- I think maybe. No. Was it Rummy? I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's playing a different fucking game. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Will is not having it. And, but it's funny because she's like trying to take $5. Like, they're not playing for a lot of money. Yeah. And she's just trying to cheat them out of that. <laughs> Jack is there as well. And he his inability to keep a secret is ridiculous. Yeah, because Will gets up to get drinks and asks, yeah. well, I think he asks if anybody wants something and Karen says that she wants a martini without the olive because that, like, saves space in the martini. Right. For more alcohol. alcohol. Right. And Jack's like, wait, what about the, and then he mimes a baby, but he does it, like, rocking Super a baby. fucking And obvious. then, like, a weird, like, <laughs> Like a baby cry. But she goes along with it. Yeah. And she's like, I don't even know if I'm, and then does it back. Yeah. Um, uh, Grace comes in and says, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> and Karen says, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> which I liked that one. Yeah. I wrote that one down too. Uh, and then Grace tells Will that Bobby suggested that she and Will get married and Will Will is, like, incredulous about this. He laughs it off so hard. He's like, no, 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 no. Even if I was straight. Grace and me. (laughs) Married. (laughs) It was just a suggestion. I think it's a wonderful idea. She'll make such a beautiful bride. Grace, you look pretty, too. (laughs) Yeah, this would be us three weeks in. Honey? I'm having an affair. Me too. His name is Donald. Me too! (laughs) Can't you just hear it? Will, you may now kiss the beard. (laughs) I mean, it's so absurd. Even if I was straight, I wouldn't marry Grace. (laughs) This has Grace shook. Yeah, she's like, why wouldn't Will want to marry me? Like, Like, we're best friends. Shouldn't we be married if we were, like... Especially if they were both straight, I guess, but... They, like, it's her and her mom at lunch, I presume, the next day. Yeah, the next day. And she's still, like, just fuming about this. She's shook over, she just can't handle it. My favorite part of this is when she says, if I were gay, I would marry him. I mean, if I were a gay man and I lived in Amsterdam or ancient Greece, because at this time, gay marriage wasn't legal. Right. (laughs) Couldn't do it. Yeah. Um... This leads to a whole argument at lunch when Will shows up with his middle parted hair. <laughs> and 
She demands to know why he wouldn't marry her. I don't know. They kind of get into it there. Yeah. And meanwhile, like Bobby is also talking about how, well, Grace tells Bobby that she always has to be the star in a relationship and that there's the gardener and the flower and that her mom is a big stinking rose. And then Will uses that same analogy against Grace saying that that's how she is in a relationship and that's why he wouldn't want to marry her. Oh. And that has her completely reevaluating herself and freaking out. And she's like, I'm a gardener, damn it. I do plenty of hoeing. <laughs> God, it's just like so clear that they're the same person to everyone except them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I like it when she says, I, Will Truman, am no star. And she flicks her scarf around her neck and puts on her sunglasses and walks out. All dramatically. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, Jack and Karen. (laughs) Karen's taking a pregnancy test, and of course, Jack is taking one with her. Yep. And they're both disappointed that they are negative. Yeah. Well, Karen tries to play it off as her not being disappointed, but you can tell she is, and Jack can tell that she is. Yeah. And he says, I knew there'd be nothing on mine. I mean, I'm not insane, but I'm still a little sad. Thus ends the B plot. Except for I do like when Jack comes back inside and gives Karen a hug. Yeah, that was a sweet moment. Yeah, because they like each other. They're <clears throat> yeah, they're good friends. Even though this is the first season and they haven't really known each other that long. Yeah, they just clicked very well. Can I mention that Deborah Messing's hair is so big? <laughs> it's just yeah. like huge. There's so much volume to her hair. It's <laughs> you shy. sound like Karen. Karen is always criticizing Grace's clothes and her hair. And (laughs) I'm just saying, Um, but that's not even my most incredulous thing. The fact that she apparently keeps a diary as an adult. Like, (laughs) like she's like Carrie Bradshaw, but with an actual physical fucking diary. Yeah. Which I always thought that in sex in the city, her typing up a diary is fucking ridiculous. It's not even a diary. It's like her article. She was doing her, her column. Yeah. But her column was like her diary. Let's be clear on that. Yeah. Yeah, so Grace is sitting on the floor at home reading through her old diaries. I mean, some of them are from when she was, you know, growing up. Yeah, when she was in high school, but some are very recent. June 5th, 1995. Tonight was really my night. Danny got promoted to vice president of his investment firm. At the company dinner, everyone told him how lucky he is to have a girlfriend like me. (laughs) I'm so proud of him. I love the dress that I wore. And my new shoes? Ooh, la, la. (laughs) How did I get like this? Well, tonight was really my night. (laughs) I was walking down Columbus and these kids were shooting a commercial about, I don't know what, it was juice or pants or something. Anyway, they put me in it. Your mother's going to be on TV. (laughs) I'm sure that Karen has read all of them. Yeah, I wrote that down. It's like, I'm dead sure Karen has like copies of all of them. (laughs) That would be very Karen-like, I think. Bobby comes in. They have an emotional moment. This is how you know it's a show from the 90s. There's the sentimental music playing in the background. <laughs> they have the heartfelt mother-daughter moment. And she she tells her daughter that she's great and all these things. And they bond and stuff. Yeah. Which is bullshit because Grace would have held that grudge for fucking weeks. <laughs> yeah. I like how Grace says, I can't even get a gay guy to hypothetically marry me. But yeah, Bobby tells her that she's <clears throat> a wonderful woman. And she should embrace who she is 
Then Bobby gets mad at Will when he walks in and says, how could he not want to marry her daughter? Yep, defends her daughter, <laughs> storms out at the end and gets her scarf caught in the door, which yeah. I can't tell if that was like a blooper, like an accident or it was meant to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, like it looks like when she comes back, they're just like sitting there like, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, that was the end. I thought there'd be a little more wrap up at the end, but that was nope. it. Yeah, they um, don't do a like credits scene yeah. like a lot of 90s shows do. Um, it's just actual credits. So that is the end of the episode. Yeah, I was assuming that one would happen, but yeah. So I love this episode. I love Debbie Reynolds. She is the only guest star to be in every season. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, unfortunately, she passed away in 2016, so she's not in the reboot. I still can't believe that. I mean, her and Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Sad time for you. I remember where I was when I found out that Carrie Fisher died. I think you texted me on that day. Probably. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you texted me, like, all caps, Carrie Fisher! <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure I remember that. But... Um, I love this episode. It's one that I remember very well, especially of the Debbie Reynolds episodes. The other one with her, I told you so, I told you so, uh, song and dance. But I think this one has a lot of good stuff. It has a lot of Debbie Reynolds singing. It has <clears throat> Grace being neurotic and not realizing things about herself. Mm -hmm. It has some conflict between Grace and Will, which always brings out some nice things. And then it has a good Karen and Jack moment as well. So yeah. I give this one four and a half mini muffins out of five. Oh, I thought you were going to take my thing. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> uh, I also love this episode. Uh, I wish there was more Karen and Jack, honestly. Mm -hmm. I like the episodes where they are given a lot more weight uh, in you know, the screen time than the ones that are not because... I don't know. Will and Grace are hilarious, too. But Karen and Jack, just like, it's just always funny. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give this one four butt robics out of five. I almost did say butt robics. I thought you were going to. I was like, <laughs> she's going to fucking say butt robics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I didn't. Okay. Let's go some tidbits here. After the first season, all four main actors got matching Porsche Boxster convertibles from oh. the studio. Wow. Hooray for them. <laughs> Rich people need more free things, right? <laughs> that reminds me of a news radio episode where Jimmy James buys everybody a car, except for Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew was... Uh, Andy Dick. Andy Dick, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Had to remember. Uh, the name of the show and the title characters. It came from a book by uh, Jewish philosopher Martin Buber titled Thou and I where he says that one needs the will to go after the presence of the eternal and the grace to receive it. Oh, interesting. That's where the names came from. And also, Grace is Jewish on the show. Right, <laughs> which, this was almost my fact at the beginning before I changed it to the poop one, <laughs> that this is the first show, first primetime sitcom, to feature a wedding between a Jewish man and a Jewish woman. I just watched that one today. Yeah, the one with uh, Harry Connick. Junior? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Leo? <laughs> Featuring guest star Katie Couric. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Like, you would think that in the last 50 years before right. this, there had been some Jewish wedding. No, the Roman Catholics are very... <laughs> mm, they, yeah. like, they like to see what they like. Yeah. 
Um, random one. They got Deborah messing to play Grace or to agree to play Grace by going to her house and drinking vodka with her. Oh. <laughs> getting her drunk. And then she said she talked to him the next day and accepted the job. <laughs> wonder what they said to convince her. I don't know. Vodka. <laughs> we'll give you free vodka. Right. <laughs> that seems more like a Karen thing. Um, I mentioned earlier about the cameos that there were 166 of them. One of those was, of course, uh, Cher. Yes. And they filmed that one apparently like super fucking quick. Well, she was on it multiple times. Well, the I guess like the main, the big one when she first like came on. The onto first it, one. Yeah. Uh, like she flew in, they filmed it. She flew out like oh. that day, just like boom, boom, boom. But she liked Sean Hayes so much that she invited him to her castle in Italy. Oh. And he did not go. <laughs> what? Uh, right? Like what? <laughs> Uh, one other cameo highlight was Britney Spears. Yes. Um, and apparently they had her choreographers come in and teach the actors the Oops, I Did It Again dance. Like, yeah. Yeah. Will is like on vacation on some island and Jack and Grace are bonding and they're doing the Oops, I Did It Again dance together. I don't remember Britney Spears actually being on it. Yeah, she was on there. I guess one more, one more that I forgot that I had in here. <laughs> Madonna, when she was on there, did not know the actors' real names. Oh. <laughs> she just called, called them. them by their character names. So, nice. okay, that's that. Some cameo facts. Interesting. Yeah. So the next episode that we have is Homo for the Holidays, and this is from season two, and it aired November 25th, 1999. The TV Guide description is Jack tries to come out to his mom, Veronica Cartwright, who shows up for Thanksgiving dinner at Will's armed with a secret of her own. But before any secrets are spilled, Karen and Grace duke it out over their make-believe ex-lover, namely Jack. I don't know why it says namely Jack. It should just say Jack. Right? <laughs> like, yes. we. There's no. There's not other ex-lovers that yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> it's just Jack. Just Jack. <laughs> just Jack. Dot com. <laughs> Any who's it. Uh, yeah, Veronica Cartwright, as soon as I saw her in this episode, I was like, where the fuck do I know her from? And when I looked it up, it was not the first thing I thought. Because uh, the first thing that came up was that she was in The Birds. And I was like, what? No, she was a school kid in The Birds. Okay. Uh, but she was in Leave it to Beaver and Alien and some other things. And I think I remembered her from Alien. Uh, mm, but, I haven't seen it. Damn it, Katie. <laughs> Have I you seen know. The Birds? Nope. I'm terrified of crows, like <laughs> mostly because of that movie. I've seen the Alfred Hitchcock parody on that '70s show. Okay, <laughs> it that has a birds thing. Basically, in it. seen it all. Then you <laughs> might as well have seen it. Yeah. Um, so we start off where they're getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner, and Grace is reading off the menu for dinner, and it's just all desserts. Yeah. <laughs> Will says something like, "Did you take a bong hit before you wrote that?" <laughs> Very appropriate for 2018, really. Yeah. I made another comment on the dress at this point. Yeah. It was the turtleneck sweaters, khaki pants, and white trainers <laughs> that he was wearing. And that just seems very, like, 90s dad who has no clear sense of fashion but knows <laughs> he's supposed to dress up for the holidays. That's what that felt like. Yeah. <laughs> 
And we were talking about khaki with the Dawson's Creek. There's just so much khaki everywhere. There was so much khaki. I, I wore a lot of khaki in the 90s. Same. But why did we do that? I don't know. I don't own any now. I think I did have a pair of khakis, but they're gone. Yeah. So Jack comes in with his Christmas list, suggests some things that they should surprise him with. And Will says that he has a surprise, and it's a guest for Thanksgiving. And going back to Cher, Jack suggests that it would be Cher. Is it Cher? That's not Cher. (laughs) Tell me it's Cher. And then he's like, okay, I'm thinking Liza. Right? Like, he thinks (laughs) that they just got these famous gay icons. Yeah. But then Will says that it's his mom. And Jack gets very upset, says, how could they? And storms out just immediately. Uh, On Twitter, I put a list of things that Jack had been upset about so far in the two episodes. (laughs) They included people not grabbing his butt enough, not being pregnant, his mom being invited to dinner, and a female female urologist being hired at the free clinic. (laughs) These are the things that upset Jack. Yeah. Well, Jack has a good reason to not want his mom to come to dinner, which we'll find out in a minute or so. And basically, he just tells them that she's a monster. They catch him at the elevator. And he's like, you're only doing this to torture me. (laughs) And the elevator is going too slow. So he goes and takes the stairs. And then the elevator comes up and Jack's mom is there. She is doing a dry run for Thanksgiving, seeing how long it takes her to power walk carrying a casserole. (laughs) Which, the, that was ridiculous to me. Like, she is pretending to bring food over just to see how long she has to see, like, what temperature it needs to be at and stuff. She said, 86 minutes, not bad. And then um, she's, like, saying that she power walked the whole way while clenching her buttocks. And I don't remember if it's Will or Grace, but one of them says, like, mother, like son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Grace. But It feels like that would be a Grace thing. <laughs> Oh, it was Grace, because Jack's mom says, oh, that was sort of funny, and Jack said you were sort of funny, and says that, I bet you made an adorable couple, (laughs) and it's terrific that you and Jack can stay friends even after he broke up with you. Grace is like, what? Jack's Uh, a homo. Homo? (laughs) She has no idea, somehow, that Jack is gay. How? She has to be... The most oblivious person who's ever existed. I mean, it's like Karen says. Karen says later, does she have a head? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, anyway, in the next scene, Jack is there and he wants Will a copy of Will's credit card for himself. Yeah. (laughs) He says it's getting a little annoying that he has to keep borrowing it. Yeah. Come on now. (laughs) <laughs> Look, um, I never got a hold of my mom, so when she gets here, um, I'm just going to take her to the Russian tea room. Yeah, that way none of us have to deal with a monster. <laughs> so um, I'm going to need your Amex. And FYI, how about my own card? This is getting a little annoying. <laughs> Russian tea room, wow. You'd do that just to, to save us from the monster? It's the kind of friend I am. Yeah, I thought it might be because you haven't told your mother you're gay. <laughs> talking about she came here yesterday jack damn her and her dry runs now 
Jack is like 30 at this point. He is 30. They, yeah. yeah, they mentioned that. And I had always assumed they were much older when I was younger. So Will and Grace are older. Not that much, though. They're like 35. They're like 33 or something. Oh, not even 35. I don't yeah. think so. Oh, God. I think they're like 33, 34, something like that. Okay. And then Karen at this time is like not yet 50. Wait, Karen was supposed to be that old? Mm-hmm. I, see, I thought that she was like younger than Will and Grace when I was younger. Oh, no. That's why they're always talking about how she's like, or Will is always talking about how she's like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, God. <laughs> but isn't she like younger than them in life? I don't think so. I don't know. Let's Whatever. check real quick. So Megan Mullally will be 60 this year. Deborah Messing is 10 years younger. Okay. And Eric McCormick is five years younger. He just turned 55. Okay. In April. And then Sean Hayes, while we're at it, is 48. Shit. He he turns 48 in a week. Okay. Happy birthday, Sean. (laughs) So basically, they're... Their ages were about right. Okay, I guess. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> Except for the fact that Will and Grace are supposed to be the same age, and they're five years apart. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like having a 27-year-old play a 16-year-old, so whatever. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. When they went through the things that Jack talked about convincing his mom that he did... Well, let's just say <laughs> this is where Will confronts Jack about the fact that his mom doesn't know he's gay. Right. Yeah. And he just goes through a list of, like... uh I convinced my mom that I was checking a kid for lice when she caught us in bed. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Come on. How dumb is this woman? How much, how, she's in such denial. I mean, she's pretty oblivious. Oh, what was the other thing? Like, wasn't there something else too? There was another one. I didn't write it down. Oh, when, I did write it down. When she caught him in bed with Steven and a dirt devil. Oh, what did he say it was? I don't know. Okay. Karen shows up. uh, And as Jack goes like in the back to change or something, they ask if he's going to put on his coming outfit, which is fucking great. That's (laughs) like that. That might have been my favorite part of the whole thing. A coming outfit. They do a lot of puns on this show that work really well. Yeah. Um, But they also I think Will does it calls uh, Karen Cruella DeVille, which she looks like Cruella DeVille in the outfit she's wearing. Yeah, she's she's wearing like. Basically all black, like pretty like tight clothes, but then it has all of this like fringe on it that's like feathery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, Karen is pissed off at Jack because he made Grace his fake girlfriend and not yep. Karen, even though he didn't know Karen at the time when he come up with the lie. I like when Grace first approaches Jack and is like, Hello, lover. <laughs> yeah. Once you go Jack, you never go yeah. back. But yeah, Grace tells Karen that one of the things that Jack had told his mom was that Grace was his ex-girlfriend. And that's the thing that Karen can't believe. She's like, and she bought that? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she confronts Jack, says, why wasn't I your girlfriend, queer bait? <laughs> I know. She's very, just like she's aggressive mad. about it. Um, and he's like... I didn't even know you. And he says, you're married and I'm gay. And she's like, not in the lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack starts to meditate for this, which <laughs> his mantra, <clears throat> some young fun guy hung so low. 
Yeah, he says it in a way that sounds like a chant, but when you, like, listen to what he's saying. (laughs) Some young, fun guy hung so low. And Will says, I think it's his Fire Island mating call. (laughs) I forgot about that part. (laughs) Uh, And then his his mom knocks on the door and he says, Sarah Jessica Parker, hide me. (laughs) (laughs) How does she not know? (laughs) Uh, Will is trying to force this out of him. (laughs) But yeah, Will at dinner says that his family has a tradition of everybody saying what they're thankful for. And he wants to do that as well as everybody reveal a secret. Right. (laughs) And so, uh, they go through and who is first? Karen? Karen's first. Right. And she says she's thankful that she found a dumb pharmacologist and that she and Jack were doing it while Grace and Jack were together. Yeah. Yeah. Her pharmacologist, who's dumb as a box of hair. <laughs> oh, God. And then Jack goes next, and he says, What am I thankful for? The smell of jasmine, a kitten's purr, in-style magazines, Telemundo. Oh, it's kitten's purr. I thought it was kitten fur. Okay, oh, that makes more sense. I think it's kitten's purr. <laughs> and Telemundo. then he says, my secret is, and he starts to talk, but then he just can't say it. And he storms out onto the patio and Jack's mom thinks this is because Grace and Karen are fighting over him. (laughs) Right. This is also where we get our sentimental 90s moment of the episode. Yes. Of Will going out there talking to Jack coming out. Remember that time at Matt Stokes' party where we met for the first time? And I was in such deep denial about being gay. I think I was 20 pounds overweight. 30? Maybe 25. Maybe 35. (laughs) Anyway. You came up to me. We didn't know each other that well. You pulled me aside and you said, aren't you tired yet? And I was tired. Tired of actually reading Playboy for the articles. <laughs> tired of keeping my Bette Midler albums in Led Zeppelin sleeves. <laughs> took me to clubs and introduced me to people. Made me realize what I've been missing by not being myself. And I'm thankful for that. Now, here's my secret. I admire you, Jack. Because you are more yourself than anyone else I have ever known. Well, look, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but this is different. My, my mother will fall apart. She's just... Jack, 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 Aren't you tired yet? There was no soft, caring music over this, though. No. It was shocking. Meanwhile, Karen is deep in this lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... She just goes through and like talking about all these things that she and Jack did and how she was taking him away from Grace. But Grace has the best line where she talks about the Harold and Maude relationship. (laughs) Like, I fucking died. Yeah, she says, what were his exact words? Oh, my Harold and Maude phase is over. I was just cracking up during that part. But I like when Karen says, I have half a mind to throw this martini in your face, but then drinks it instead. (laughs) Jack comes in and tells his mom, sits her down, goes through all the stuff. And she says, looking back on it, there have been clues. When you were a child, you were overly fond of the nursery rhyme, rub-a-dub-dub, three men in a tub. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But she says that he's what she's most thankful for in the whole world. And they hug. And while they're hugging, Grace and... Karen and Will walk away to kind of give them their moment. But then they hear Judith say, 
That she had a that secret, she has too. A secret too. Well, wait, was this before or after the part where Karen says that she that Jack went back to Grace because he's gay? Um, it's after that. Okay. She's like, oh, that must have been why he went back to you. Like, just still <laughs> oh, going with that lie. Oh, I didn't write that part down. Yeah. So when Judith says that she has a secret, the three other people, they like turn around because they're going to come back into the conversation because yeah, they like, have to know uh, what the uh, secret uh, is. <laughs> they have to know on? the gossip. Yeah. And Judith says, the man that you think is your father is not your father. And Jack does the funniest, like, what? He... First of all, shrieks it, and then he is very emphatic with his hands. He goes, what? (laughs) And Will says, God, this is like watching Gaze of Our Lives. Gaze of Our Lives. (laughs) Jack's dad is not uh, his real dad. Mother, if your explanation doesn't end with the phrase, born in a manger, I'm going to be violently ill. It was the 60s. I went to this party. Keys were thrown in a bowl. The bowl was thrown in the pool. Off came the ponchos, and nine months later, there you were. (laughs) Oh, now is when Karen says, so Jack's gay, huh? No wonder he went back to you. Okay, that's where it was. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Where's the Luke, you're a homo part? At the end, it's okay. next. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last note, and I can't. I don't have anything else in between. So I was like, "Fuck, where was that at?" Yeah, it's basically Will asks Jack how he's doing, and he says he's weirded out, and hopes that when he finds his dad, that he doesn't have a black helmet and speak with the voice of James Earl Jones. Okay. And that's when Will says, "Luke, you're a homo." Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And then Grace says, "Jack, I'll always treasure what we had together." <laughs> It was at that point when I was like, man, Katie picked these episodes because of the Star Wars stuff. It's not. (laughs) That's not why I did it. But it's a happy coincidence. I mean, I like Star Wars, too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. The courtship of Princess Leia. (laughs) 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 For those of you that don't know, which is all of you. Katie had a wonderful Star Wars website that she created oh, when she was in middle school. <laughs> and it's on the Wayback Machine, and I force her many times to show it to people, usually <laughs> after beer's involved. Yes, beer is always involved. <laughs> but it's so great. Like, it's, so, it's such an impressive website for like a 12. 12 year old, for sure. <laughs> like, it just goes so in depth about Star Wars. I'm, it makes me happy. <laughs> Anyway, that is the end of the episode. <laughs> you better not cut that part. I'll be pissed off. <laughs> I won't cut it. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Uh, I'll go first this one. More Jack in this one. More Karen. Uh, I love this episode. Yeah. Like, it was so good. And the Jack, Karen, Grace love triangle <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Jack's mom being oblivious Somehow. to all of this <laughs> means like, uh, God, she's just like... She's the dumbest person in the world, and it makes sense that Jack's her son. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this one four and a half things I'm thankful for out of five. Oh, very sentimental. Yeah. Not a Star Wars reference. Nope. I thought you would do a Star Wars reference. No, it's okay. I'll leave that for you. <laughs> I wasn't going to do one. Fair enough. So this episode is so good. I like it for a few reasons. I like it because... The whole group is in the same room for most of it. And bottle episodes for me are always really good, especially with a cast like this. 
Yeah. Because they all play really well off of each other. And I think that comes across very well in this episode, especially like that moment when they're walking back to the kitchen, the three, and then they hear about the secret and they turn and walk back. Like, yeah, it's so perfect. <laughs> the physical gags. Yeah. It's hard to describe. So you should watch it. But yeah. um, so that and then it does have the sentimental Jack moment, which doesn't really happen that often in this series. Like Jack is almost always used as comic relief. Yeah. Like there are definitely times where he has more serious things. Like after his dad, he finds out died. He finds out in that same episode that he has a son. Yeah. Um, when he has a kid, that's a pretty serious one. Yeah. And the way that he reacts to finding out he has a son. Yeah. So... This is kind of a rare episode for Jack. And then, like you said, has a million Star Wars references, <laughs> which are always good. I'm going to give this one four and a half dry runs out of five. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are the episodes. Yeah. Let's talk a few more bits of trivia here. Okay. The director of every episode was the same. James Burroughs. James Burroughs. And one of the things he made sure of was that all of the mail that was on Will and Grace's uh, table or whatever was addressed to the characters at the studio. Oh. Yep. Every single one. I don't know why. That's the thing that they focus on. Like, people are, like, fucking looking at the mail You on can't there. even see it. Right? <laughs> it's, it's just some, sometimes weird what people focus on for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, James Burroughs was a very prolific director. Yeah. But he, he had every episode. Nice. The season eight premiere of the show filmed live and like, yes, yeah, they did it. Is that the one in the bathroom? I don't know. So if it's the one I'm thinking of, I don't remember it being the premiere, <laughs> but there's an episode where they filmed an East Coast feed that's and probably, a West that's Coast That's probably feed. that one then, because that's like what 30 Rock did when they did their. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love the 30 Rock did, Live episode. I think they did that. Maybe I'm thinking of 30 Rock, but either way, like... Definitely 30 Rock did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did do a live thing, and basically the whole thing takes place in this bathroom. Okay. And it's I, at a party of Karen's, and I think Matt Lauer is in that episode. Hmm. They just love the Today Show on this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mentioned Rosario before. Only supposed to be in one, one arc, one, oh. one plot arc, but was so popular... That they, they kept her. She's uh, amazing. Yeah, it was just supposed to be like marrying Jack to make sure he could stay in the country. Yeah. But kept. <laughs> so great. Like, yeah. she's so great. I love how she always calls Karen meat. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she, I told you earlier, she's my favorite character on the show. She's so funny. She's hilarious. <laughs> she I love is. her. I'm. She's one of the only people that's <clears throat> not in the reboot. Which is sad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the reboot. I guess let's just go from there as a natural segue here. It was originally started as a joke. Yeah. Uh, it was just supposed to be a 10-minute election-themed skit. And then they're like, fuck it. Let's do a reboot. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things that I wrote down, too. The cast and crew basically just got together to do this little segment, basically to get people to vote. And, of yeah. course, in it, Karen is a Trump supporter. Classic. And <laughs> everybody loved it. And I remember when that teaser came out, I was so excited. I emailed my friend or messaged my friend on Facebook mm -hmm. who also loves Will and Grace. And I was like, have you seen this? And then when I saw that Will and Grace, the show was going to be coming back, like I got so, so excited. 
And yeah, because of how well people responded to that teaser, they decided to do a whole season. And kind of appropriately, it starts out with a White House-themed episode. Have you watched it at all? I have not seen it at all. So the very first episode, Will is like irate at, you know, policies and stuff. And he's been writing to his senator and he decides to go to Washington, D.C. because the senator is doing something there and he's going to go meet him or try to meet him. And meanwhile, Grace and Karen are going to D.C. because Karen hooked up Grace with a job to redesign the Oval Office. Of course. (laughs) So they have this like conflict of interest where... They're both like, well, Grace is like helping a Republican. And, right. Um, my favorite part, though, is when she like pulls out a bag of Cheetos and opens it. And she's like, I need to get his coloring. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen any of it, but. And eh, then whatever. Jack is like making out with a Secret Service guy. Of course he is. <laughs> Do they still live in the same apartment? Yeah. So Jack and Grace, actually, I should, or Will and Grace are living in the same place. And I should say. So the way the finale happened was that, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, Will and Grace stopped being friends. Yeah, they just ignored the finale for the reboot. Yeah, so Will and Grace stopped being friends. They don't talk. They both go on with their separate lives. Will gets married to Vince. Grace is married to Leo. They have kids. And then they meet up again when they take their kids to college. Their kids are in the dorm across the hall from each other and their kids hit it off and like each other. And the idea is that the whole reason for their friendship was for their kids to meet and get together. So that is all thrown out the window for the reboot. Thank God, because that was kind of stupid. (laughs) That was a very dumb ending. Like I remember watching it originally (laughs) being like, the fuck? (laughs) Like this is stupid. Yeah. So in the reboot, Will and Grace are roommates still, and they are not married. They do not have kids, and they're just living their lives kind of the same way they did on the original run of the show. Yeah, they just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Which is fine. And um, also, I think Stan is not dead. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the reboot. I can't remember now. I, I just wa- have read Yeah, a, no, a Stan's not dead. Um, I want to say that actually he's not dead earlier in the run too, but I haven't rewatched that far yet, so I can't remember. I know nothing about the Stan stuff, but I do know that I looked up an estimation of what their apartment would cost per yeah. month. $5,940 per month in New York City in 2017. Wow. That's m- definitely more than my paycheck. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's more than most people's paychecks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that'd be like me taking out a loan plus putting all my money towards my rent. (laughs) Yeah. So just a few more random things here that I've got. Elton John was on the show as one of the other cameos. I wanted to kind of keep this one a little separate because it deals with it a different way. Uh, He was on the show as a favor to Eric McCormick because Eric McCormick went to school with Elton John's husband. Oh, Wow. Yeah. So so they got him on the show. (laughs) Uh, uh, The show was added to the Smithsonian Institute. uh, Some items from the show, anyway, were added to the Smithsonian Institute in 2014 as part of their collection documenting the history of gay, lesbian, bi, and transsexual individuals. 
and the show's sets themselves were donated to Emerson College. Well, on general. the reboot, the sets look exactly the way they did before. I mean, I mean, they can design new sets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically the same. They've upgraded the like design to be like more modern. Do they still wear the same clothes? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's, they're all current now. So okay, like uh, their fireplace got like painted and like okay. they did different stuff to make the apartment look better. And. Uh, my last few items here are Megan Mullally related. Yeah. In in some way, shape, or form. The first one relates to everyone, and then we'll just get into the niche <laughs> Mullally things. Final season of the original run. How much per episode do you think all the actors got? Um. And I'll give you the hint that they were all the main four main were paid the same the final season. That was the first time that all four had been paid the same. Hundred thousand. No. Higher or lower? Higher. Two hundred thousand. Higher. Two fifty. Higher. Four hundred. Higher. Five hundred. Higher. A million. No. Lower. Lower. God damn. Okay. Was Friends? I think Friends. Maybe they were. Friends. Getting... I think was a million, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you six hundred thousand per episode oh. in the final season, which I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's so much money. Uh, that was the first time that Sean Hayes and Megan Mullally made as much as the other two. Uh, before that. Eric McCormick and Deborah Messing had made more every other season. Yeah. Which makes sense, I guess. They were more featured, but... Yeah. It was really, I mean, the four of them. Yeah, and, I mean, Karen and Jack were as much of a problem as both of them were on the show, like their characters. <clears throat> they're amazing. Yeah. And the show would be so different without them. Like, I can't oh, even yeah, imagine the show without them. You can't picture it without them. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh... After the show was done, a spinoff starring Karen was considered. Oh. It was put into, like, development and stuff, but it was stopped because of Friends. Really? Yep. Joey did not pan out. Yeah. And so they gave up on Karen's show, and they gave Megan Mullally her talk show instead, which also did not do well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have watched Joey um, how long do you think Joey was on? Two seasons. Oh, did you look it up? No, that's literally just a guess. Oh, yeah, it was two seasons. And the only reason it was two seasons was because that was the contract at the beginning, was that it would be two seasons. If it hadn't Since been that... Since when do they care about contracts? They cancel shit all the time. They contractually said it's going to be two seasons. I don't know. Because it wasn't doing well in the first season. Yeah. Like, it should have been canceled. Okay. So... Continuing with Megan Mullally and Karen Walker, there was also almost a Broadway musical starring Karen Walker, oh. which would have dealt with her rivalry with Beverly Leslie. Yes. <laughs> Mullally wrote it. Really? But it was scrapped because of syndication rights over the character. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I would have fucking loved that. <laughs> that sounds so great. Yeah. Uh, and one final tidbit I've got here. So there's a scene, I forget what season it's in, where Grace finds a porno that Karen was in. It's like season two or something. So you only ever hear the audio for it, but apparently they filmed something where like it was going on. (laughs) And there's like footage of that. And so I want to find how they filmed that and just like, (laughs) it's got to be so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny when Grace is like, 
playing it. Karen walks into the office. She pauses it. And she pauses it. And then Karen says something and Grace unpauses it. And Karen just like <clears throat> falls down. Yeah. She like crumbles. <laughs> Where did you get that? Uh, yep. But Grace goes out and finds all of the copies of it so that nobody will ever see it again because she is a nice person. Unlike what Miranda said. <laughs> yeah. Karen would have shared that with everyone. Yeah. And uh, anyway, all those random <laughs> points of useless knowledge aside, <laughs> that's all I've got for Will and Grace. Yeah. It is a very good show. You can watch it on Hulu right now. And I highly recommend you do because do that's what I've been doing for the last do two and it. a half weeks. <laughs> it's so good. It is super, super good. And season four is probably my favorite. Like I was going through these and just. Is that where Das Boob comes in? No, that's season one. So season one is Das Boob. Yeah. So, oh, man. So Das Boob is one of my favorite episodes and partially because it really highlights Grace as kind of like a successor to Lucille Ball. Like, she is very good with the physical comedy in that episode. That episode's so funny. It's so funny. Um, but season four has just, like, consistently really good episodes. And I can't, off the top of my head, think of what they all are. But <laughs> I think that's when, like, at the end of when she's dating Nathan. And so okay. one of my favorite episodes is Bed, Bath & Beyond when she and Nathan break up and that's a bottle episode where they're all together and they're like trying to help her get through this breakup and yeah, it's a very good one. Okay. So that's Will and Grace. All right. And um, next week, Lord willing, uh, <laughs> we will be doing Keenan and Kel. Yep. Which is a show that I have very near and dear to my heart. Who loves orange soda? Kel, Kel loves orange, orange soda. soda. I do, I do, I do. I do. Ooh. Oh, yes. And, like, this is just a quick aside for that. I never understood as a kid why they started the show in front of a studio audience and then just, like, went to the set. Like, it was like they were doing stand-up, but they weren't. Yeah. Never got it. Anyway, we'll talk more about that next week. Just wanted to bring that up real quick. Uh, so excited for Keenan and Cal. We'll be putting the episodes we'll talk about on our social media, Twitter and Instagram, I haven't really been doing Facebook. Probably don't really check there. That's fine. You don't have to do it. You pick your, you pick your channels. Yeah. You pick the ones that are more effective for what we're doing. Social Fa media. Facebook is just the third one, and I Facebook's just can't dying. do it. It's going away. Yeah. So it's for old people, as my kids tell me. Why old people have Facebook? Oh, God. So Twitter and Instagram is where you can find the episodes we'll be talking about. Okay. We are uh, at TG. Fuck. <laughs> this beer has hit me hard. We are at TFGIF Podcast on all social media. Follow us. Talk to us. Yes. Love us. Yes. We can have conversations. Mostly Katie, but it's summer for me now. I'll yeah. probably be on it more. Yeah. So until <laughs> next Friday. Bye. Bye.